Welcome to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show. G'day out there in podcast land. It's Ian here at the Australian Citizen Science Association Conference in sunny, sunshine coast, Queensland. And I'm here today with Tony Massey. Uh, marine archaeologist. How you going, Tony? I'm so good. I'm so excited. I'm talking to an archaeologist. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. It's it's really cool. Now, first question is, do you know how to scuba dive? Of course I know. I know how to scuba dive, free dive. I'm an avid sailor, um, snorkeler, all of it. Oh, beautiful. Commercially trained diver. So where was your first dive? My very, very, very first dive was when I was probably 12 years old in New Zealand. My uncle just threw some dive gear on me and said, hey, let's go and look for craze. And I I had no idea about diving, had no idea about anything, and he just put me on and we went diving, and it was so awesome. My one job was to hold the cray bag, and I lost the bag. <laughs> so, but it was so cool. It's really opened my eyes and got me really excited about diving, so I was really, it was really cool. So it was really my Uncle Gary. Thanks, Gary. Gaza, I call him Gaza. Um, thanks, Gaz. You really set me off on the dive trail. And did he ever forgive you for losing that bag? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, there was no craze in it. So he's like, it doesn't really matter. So although I, I hate that it's, you know, out there in the ocean somewhere. But um, look, I was 12. So That's right. It was really cool. It was a yeah, great experience. And what's your most memorable underwater moment? Oh, my goodness. There's been so many. I've just been so lucky. I really, really have. But I think it would be, um, I was really privileged to um, go to Saipan. So Saipan is in the Mariana Islands, um, it's near Guam, and I was working with the local Chamorro, the local community over there, and we set up an amazing underwater dive trail, and it was all the World War II stuff, so looking oh, at stop it. Stop and, it. Oh. and tanks and, um, and plane wrecks, and I was just starting on my, my maritime archaeology career, and this is through an amazing, um, my, one of my mentors, Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer McKinnon and she's at um, a university in the States and so it was with her and um, oh man it was so amazing 100 metre visibility and just you know doing doing something that was so positive for the local community so really trying to set up the dive trail so you know you're encouraging protection of these sites um, and tourism and proper ecotourism and stuff so that was really cool but also super cool stuff in Australia so oh I could go on and on about it. That sounds like a citizen science project in itself what you were doing over there. It actually really set me off and started me on the um, community engagement side of things and the education and, and sort of working with community and that's honestly that's where my heart is is working with local people. I, I honestly think that the best protection for any of our either underwater cultural heritage or our you know coastal heritage should be given back to the community and they should be the ones that's protecting these sides. I really do believe that. I'm just blown away by that. I'm, I'm still on Saipan, is it Saipan? Saipan. I'm still there. I'm just on the trails. You it's, got me. It's so, it's really, really cool. Look, um, you should definitely Google it. There's some amazing website and information that we created. Um, I, I was a very small part of a huge, big project. Um, Jennifer still goes back and I'm always like every year, Jen, take me back. Come on. Um, and, you know, some amazing, uh, the community there is absolutely amazing. Really, really amazing. So so when you were growing up, your Uncle Gary got you into diving. Gaza. Uncle Gaza, sorry. Oh, now he's my uncle. 
Paul Gazza. He would love that. He would love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you um, have any mentors that got you down the archaeology track? Like what brought you into archaeology? When I grew up, I was told that I would never go to university because um, I have a learning difference, so I'm, I'm dyslexic. Oh, so am I. so everybody <laughs> told me, oh, you know, my teachers actually told me, oh, give up the dream of going to uni. And, and I was sort of like, was, wasn't at that stage really interested. And then I went traveling and I went to Scotland and I saw all of the amazing oh, sites over there. We, we were talking about it, you know, just before. Like, and the archaeology over there is so amazing. Like, you're looking at the cobblestones thinking, this is older than European history in Australia. Like, how do you get your mind around that, you know? And, and so then I just sort of thought, like, oh, I just, you know, I want to do archaeology. And, and I, I went to TAFE and, and I got my uh, my little whatever it is that you needed, OP, I think it was back then. And then I went, st- you know, my on my path through university. And it was just so easy when you find something that you love, you know, doing learning is just easy. And then I was sitting in a lecture and they had one lecture about maritime archaeology. And I was like, wait a minute, you can do this? You can do this underwater? <laughs> and so I then, I was at UQ. I do love UQ, but I then found out there was only one university in all of Australia that teaches maritime archaeology and that's at Flinders Uni. So I got my um, dive degree um, and then I, I went down and did one of their field work, um, field schools. They have a two-week field school and I was hooked. First field school was in Tasmania. It was freezing. Oh, my God, but it was great. I loved it. And what are some of the wrecks that you've dived on here in Australia? I've been the state maritime archaeologist for Heritage Victoria. Um, I've also been the state maritime archaeologist for Queensland. So I've been so privileged. I've dived on shipwrecks nearly all over Australia. So New South Wales, Tasmania, Adelaide, not WA, but Northern Territory and Crocodile Territory. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep, that was a really great experience. And of course, Queensland. I love Queensland. I'm a Queenslander. So um, I've got a real soft spot for the Great Barrier Reef. And I really do think that we need to start looking at shipwrecks um, and you know, draw in the climate change debate as well. That's what we're not doing really well with maritime archaeology uh, and I, I really want to change that. And how are you going to change that? No one's <laughs> going to stop you. Oh, it's, it's so funny. And we, you know, we happen to be here at the Citizen Science Conference right now and um, I'm definitely um, wanting to change it with small steps and one of those is I'm doing a Reefs on Rec Citizen Science project with local community or anyone that's interested um, and we're going to shipwrecks uh, and we're looking at corals and the marine life on these wrecks and we're looking for changes in the environment. So we're looking at um, coral bleaching, we're looking at coral disease and we're recording all the sponges and corals and fish and things like that. So I'm using citizens to record all of that. So I can hear them now. <laughs> peek me, peek me. So, and it, it, look, it's not just divers. Um, you know, this is open to non-divers as well because there's a lot of things to process. And, you know, we don't just do underwater cultural heritage or shipwrecks. We do plane wrecks. We do other submerged uh, landscapes. Uh, we also do like jetties and things like that. So, you know, and indigenous submerged landscapes as well. So oh, wow. that's starting to get um, a big hotspot. Yeah. Is it? Oh. Interesting. <laughs> and with the, the shipwrecks in all the places that you've dived around Australia, is there any laws about what you can do on a shipwreck? Because I know when you go up to the Ongala, which is sort of like the premium it's amazing. Yeah, shipwreck here in, in Australia, um, there's no penetration, so you're not allowed to go into the shipwreck. Every, every, you can go round and round and round, but not allowed to go in. Is that the same with all the shipwrecks in Australia, or is it just that particular one? That's a really good question. 
Uh, and it's probably not a lot of like people don't really know this. So historic shipwrecks are protected by law. And so when I say historic, I'm talking about all shipwrecks that are 75 years or older um, that have been submerged underwater. So, oh, really? So all shipwrecks are protected. We call it blanket protection. Yes, really. Okay. <laughs> so they have to be 75 years or older. So, um, yeah, they're all protected by law, which means you can't take anything off a shipwreck. So you mentioned Yongala, or, or I think the correct way to pronounce that is Yongala, and so it's an Indigenous name. And, but when I say Yongala, not very many people know what I'm talking about, so I'm going to say Yongala, Yongala. <laughs> um, so also there are protected zones, and so the Yongala is in a protected zone and so you need to apply for a permit to go into that protected zone either if you're with a tourism agency then that's fine but if you wanted to go out there on your own then that's not a problem you just got to apply and permits are free so you just have to apply for that it's just so that you know, these are really sensitive um, amazing shipwrecks and they really just need that extra bit of protection got a few yeah a few protected zones around australia and you got to learn how to dive it properly because <laughs> i've been on a few shipwrecks with a few blokes and you wouldn't take them out again yes so they are dangerous places oh gosh oh, especially queensland yeah we've got lots of dangerous places um, and dangerous wrecks as well so always be aware of what you're diving on but oh, they're so worth it <laughs> just say that, but yeah, yeah they are they are worth it. um and just just as a little bit of information in queensland we have over 1400 historic shipwrecks oh really over 120 plane wrecks and can we dive on all of them you can dive on all of them but let, i'll just let you know majority of them haven't been found so we've got a lot of work to do so and if you do find a shipwreck then you need by law to notify people do uh, sorry the government did don't tell me tell well you tell me yeah totally <laughs> but um no, the Department of Environment and Science, Celeste Jordan, is the um, principal maritime archaeologist. So if you could um, contact her or Andy Viduka, who works for the Commonwealth, they'd be really, really interested. And, and, and so would I. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure all our listeners would be interested as well. Sharing is caring, isn't it? We're, we share the knowledge and everyone has fun. And then the local people, all those little towns up and down the coast, they, they start more tourism coming in. Look, you know, and shipwrecks are really great for tourism. Like I, I'm a big believer in, in, in using shipwrecks as, as tourism and ecotourism as long as it's done, you know, sustainably. Each shipwreck has a great story associated with it. And also it has great marine life. So it's like a double whammy. So... You know, research shows that um, you get a higher biodiversity of fish and corals on a shipwreck. So you're going to be wanting to be diving or snorkeling these. No, they're amazing. Oh, fantastic. I love this story. I could talk to you <laughs> for another week. <laughs> so we'll have to leave it here. And thanks, Uncle Gary. For, <laughs> thanks, Gaza. <laughs> yeah, for getting Tony into it. It's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's, it, he, yeah, he was a real inspiration. So Not that I really had a choice. <laughs> But I'm just kidding. It was great. Yeah. So, and all if you're listening out there, then everyone needs to get a dive certificate before they go diving. Yes, that's right. Train up yeah. and yeah. and get your certificate and find an instructor that you get along with and is responsible. Learn how to dive the wreck properly and start off small, eh? Yeah. You know, you might want to start off as a free diver. I love free diving. And so that's just, you know, using your breath and just holding that and diving. And I almost like free diving just as much as, as scuba diving. So Tell you a little story. <laughs> yeah, on the weekend I took my son on Google Map. There was a picture of a wreck on our local dive site. But no one really goes up there because the tide runs too hard. 
And I said to my son, all right, then we're going to go look for it. And he's only 15. Oh, that's so cool. And so we were going through the shallows and, you know, it's only in five metres of water. But we're looking for this wreck and I'm looking to the left and he's looking to the right. Voila, he found it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so great. And it was probably about 15, 20 metres long, and it was still whole, and it had a boiler in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I thought, wow, we found it, we found it. Oh, well, how are we going to find it again? And there's a there's a special marker on it because it's so high up. But just that fact, if it's got a boiler on it, it's got to be over 75-year-old. So I just learned today that that shipwreck is a historical site. That's amazing. So, I mean, has that shipwreck been found before? Yeah. Okay, it has been, so it does have that You can see it on Google. No, 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 but but this is what people don't understand. Just because you can see it on Google doesn't mean that that the state maritime archaeologists know about it. Oh, Okay. okay. And so they have a database. So they'll put that shipwreck in a database and record it. So it always pays to just let the state government know that, that, hey, look, you've dived on the shipwreck. Um, It's really... You know, it's really cool. Here are some photos and here's a new piece, even from Google. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We get, we used to get um, Google photos all the time. I I have dived on a lot of ship-shaped rocks from Google. (laughs) So I'm really, it's amazed that you can actually, that you found one. So well done. That's amazing. That's really cool. So if you could just take some photos and um, upload them to iNaturalist, I'd be really appreciated because that's my new, that's my, what I'm doing now for my citizen science project. So if anybody goes to a shipwreck and, and takes pictures of coral, upload them to iNaturalist. Coral and fish and artifacts, fantastic. Yeah. Or, and, and please do contact me as well. Um, I'm just like really after um, any photos of, of historic shipwrecks, especially the, the really older photos. So if you've got photos from the 80s or 90s, I'm so keen to see those. Um, and that's from all shipwrecks around Australia. So do let me know if you, if you can. Um, and then I'd like to sort of look at the, the corals and the fish from those photos and then get recent photos as well and do a comparison. Okay. So, yeah, look how the environment's changing over time. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And how can people find you? They can get me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Uh, yep. Tony Massey? Yes, Tony Massey, T-O-N-I-M-A-S-S-E-Y. Beautiful, on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, yeah, yeah, do that. That's best, that's best to do that. Beautiful. Well, thanks, this has been so fantastic. I've been, it's been great chatting. It sure has. And thank you for being one of those silent achievers in the citizen science movement, and we need more people like you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show.